This is a Sprite. And it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite, thirst for yours. Dope podcast. I'm the man Graffiti. And I'm Davey, and apparently life ain't that dope. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today, bro? Man, I'm good. It's, it's another day. It's another Sunday, right? We're all bundled up. Yeah, man. Colorado. What are we going to do about this? Oh, stop complaining. <laughs> what are we going to do about this? I'm never going to get used to it. And yeah, it's, it's just fall. You know, it's, as much as I like fall fashion, I don't like being cold. Yeah, yeah. But what's going on in the world, brother? Well, let's see. Where should I start? Uh, <laughs> we'll start with some good news, some some light news. All right. Let's see here. According to the Shade Room, two brothers start Brown Boys Lemonade in order to promote diversity and encourage young people to become entrepreneurs. Okay, Brown Boys Lemonade. Yeah. The young brothers? Or? Yeah, they're like little kids. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> Gloria's over here turning. <laughs> well, you know, so I am, I am, I'm new to the podcast. Brown boys lemonade or mm. brown brothers lemonade? It's it is brown boys lemonade. Brown boys. Oh, yeah. So this is a whole. That's way. nice. Okay, yeah. you don't sound like it's really nice. What, no. what, what, what? I, I'm, like, I'm bless just bless their hearts, bless their little hearts, I the think little that's brown really boys. Good. I think I think that's really really good. Where are they opening the stand, and how successful have they been thus far? Have you um, that far down? Let's see. Brown Boys Lemonade started when Anthony asked his mom, Crystal, to buy him a $100 video game for the summer. She obliged only if he could raise half of the money himself. Mm. So these boys decided to put up a lemonade stand. Two weeks later, they had earned $200 and decided to turn it into an actual business. They mm. legitimized Brown Boys Lemonade and began bottling their beverages for placement in various stores. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. Now, I like that. Yeah. That's so very good. Now, it's being distributed. And they really got a business going on. Yeah, so check them out if it applies to your area, I guess. Mm-hmm. Speaking, of, speaking of uh, brown boys, we have Lil B. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I like that segue. <laughs> we have Lil B, PNB Rock, and who's a, a Boogie with the Hoodie. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just a lot of letters. So you guys. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of yeah. letters. Yeah, it's not enough. The talent. Alphabet Gang. So you guys know how I feel about Lil B. I'm a Lil B fan, man. I've always. You know, tried to put people on Lil B, even though he can't rap well. Trash rapper. <laughs> He's a good person. Yeah. And spreading positivity. I think that show last night, because he literally got jumped by about 20 people. Yeah, he did. On everybody's camera. <laughs> so Where it was, was the authority? I know there was nobody around. He had no friends. He had no security. Nobody stopped the fight. I've, I've never seen somebody just get jumped and it was just, they stopped because they felt like it. They're like, yeah. all right, we're done jumping you. Yeah, who's ever seen the end of someone getting right, jumped? Right, right. Without, break broken, without it being broken Somebody up. has to break that up. But the bad thing, well, the worst thing is he was going on stage. Like, he was going up the stairs and they said, yo, turn around. And they jumped him. He got up, mm. went back on stage and talked about how he got jumped and how he forgives the brothers that jumped him. Where was his security? 
Where was anybody? Where was anyone's security? Where was the security of the festival? Yeah, yeah really. So he's on stage, cut up, busted up, and he's talking about how he forgives the gentleman because he's not a hateful person. And they stole his laptop, so he couldn't even perform. Yeah, he said, I can't do, I can't do my set because they stole all my stuff. All because he just simply did not have kind words about... Um, Let's talk about that, though. P&B Rock's music. It wasn't that he didn't have kind of... He just didn't like it. He didn't like it. So we're getting jumped now for not liking music? Right. That's terrible. At least if you don't like it, just shoot the fair one. You know, just square up and say, hey, I heard you didn't like my music. Like, but you got to get beat up because you don't like somebody. Let's, let's just box it out. Uh, can y'all please not, uh, don't jump me out here, y'all, because I, <laughs> I don't like a lot of y'all's music. So, <laughs> and I say it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's like that, yeah. wow. Yeah. Hey, let's just stop jumping like in general. Like oh, like who? Yeah, like who? I don't know. What else is going on in the world today? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get yeah, man, we're not riding like that. At, at dope fest. Yeah, I can't, I can't hop on stage saying I forgive y'all. It might be a whole nother situation. So don't, let's yeah, not don't do try it. To, don't try to run up at dope fest. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not gonna be alone. So <laughs> just let that. Go go <laughs> yeah, you're not catching me slipping. All right, continuing the uh, Brown Boy segment. Oh uh, man, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Real union out here eating uh, a whole different mm. type of brown boy. <laughs> mm. So yeah, so now clearly I missed that particular segment. Bring me up to speed on that. What's that about? Let's see. Gabrielle Union stopped by Sway in the morning this week, and social media is letting Gabby live uh, after letting it be known that she tosses the salad every now and then in the bedroom. Mm. Honey hush. She yeah. pretty much went on the microphone and said, "Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with eating your man's butt a little bit." And that's that was that was her saying. I'm not even you know oh paraphrasing. Gosh. That's just and everybody like, looked at her like that's oh. when you just too rich. So you just, my word, Gabrielle exactly Union. Right, <laughs> and you just forget. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh yeah. Mm. So did she? So where did she say that at? Oh yeah. This was on Sway in the morning. So wow. It was on XM Radio. The world heard it. Wow. <laughs> Was Does that, that change like late on Friday? No, or no, was no. That? That's morning show. What? Late Friday morning, brother. That, that, that's what that, I'm saying. That, no, wow. that's, that's early, early. I'll wake you up right there. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I shook up a coffee more right more ways than one. You know, I had wow. so many questions like, was this while Dwayne Wade was injured? Or was this, <laughs> you know. Like, so, was, was this pertinent to him recovering? Like, what does he have to so say So was it a quite, yeah, no question. You know, no, that was way too much. She was like, really? I don't know what Wade's saying, but we're going to let the jokes fly. He just walked in that Cavs locker room. They're like, uh so, so that's what you know him, bro. That's what you know him. And was that like a celebration to him coming to the cab, or is that <laughs> that? That's how y'all celebrate. Can you imagine? No, well, of course. <laughs> well, you uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to imagine too just much. Just to be Dwayne Wade walking in now, and I'm sure not having heard that. Mm. Oh, can you imagine like everyone that. Dwayne Wade's gonna have to play against. Oh, right. oh. Like that's, every that's, time he gets dunked oh. on, that's gonna be the joke all season. There you oh. go. Eat that butt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> every time you get dunked on, eat that butt. Oh my gosh. Let's see. New music that came out. Uh, how do you feel about Slim? Uh, dang, I was gonna say Slim Thug. Wow. Uh, yeah. Here's this yeah. uh, Young Thug and Future. How do we feel about that? Young album? Thug and Future dropped the super slimy. Um, so these are rappers. Oh, did you excuse me? I know I have on a white hat, but my hair is not blue. Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta. There we go. Come, come you on. are. I'm tripping. I'm playing myself. You are. You are I'm, so wrong. I'm playing myself. But yeah. So how you feel about the album then? Oh, I haven't heard the okay. album. <laughs> but I know the I know the yeah. rappers. But what do you think? I, I like it. Um, so let me just be completely 100 percent for real. Keep um, it okay. Keep it so they're not. So the last time I. I'm so old school when it comes to rap, so you talking mm. Biggie, Pac, okay. um, 
run DM. I mean, you're talking old school. You're talking now. You know, not Sugar Hill Gang. Let's not. Do no, no, let's not go that far. But hello. Okay. But I'm talking like <laughs> classic rap, like okay. uh, you know those. Now, when they team up with back in the day, then we can get down. Puffy, you know, when right. he didn't change his name. Um, but even like, you know, some of the ones that have come full circle. I mean, we were just in Atlanta, and so it was nothing for Angie Stone to be performing at the park on like Tuesday. Right. And so, who's the brother that just came out with, um, oh gosh. Um, I thought she was going to say just came out, just in no, general. No, 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 relax, no, no, no. No, who's the brother who just. Um, um, stay woke. Oh, Childish Gambino. Um, oh, yeah. So, so I'm no. not. I'm not Donald Glover. <laughs> That's but I love. But I love Childish Gambino. And so, not rapping, but for the most part, you look at some of the evolution of Nouveau Soul. I mean, stuff Definitely. like that. So, I love music. Right. I love the evolution of music. But some of the rap artists, I'm thinking, okay, what the hell did you just say, that's and the, why are you saying it that way? That's the mumble rap right there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good with that. So that's not my thing. So you not shouldn't listen to this all. album that we're talking about right not here. Not at all. This, and I'm good with that. This is the mumble rap. And gospel. here's a newsflash: I'm still a Negro. Mm. There you go. It's lit, Thank honey. You. Hush. Oh, speaking of mumble rap, have you heard? I wish um, the artist's name is. Um, I'm losing it already. But there's a song <laughs> called Mumbo Jumbo. Have you heard it? I have not. It is by... I'm Does he have colorful dreads um, and gold teeth? Okay. No, her... Because that's all And them. what is that about? It is... Did I say that? You did. Okay. We're, we're going to find her name real <laughs> Can quick. Can I still be in the group? Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Please. Her name is uh, Tierra Whack, and it's called... Her, wait, wait, wait. So, wait, wait. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Come on, Meg. You said her last name was Whack. It's Whack. <laughs> she set herself up. But, but the song is called uh-huh. Mumbo Jumbo, mm. and the video it is very uh, artistically done, and it seems that she's more so poking fun at mumble rap because okay. the entire song is just her mumble rapping, mm. but not saying actual words. I tried to look up the lyrics; there are no lyrics. That's right. what I'm saying. It but, that's but it's fire. That song will go gold. But, you know what I mean? Because the song itself, it's going, it probably got the heavy 808 on it. It's probably sounds good in the car. I'm gonna look it up. You said Mumbo by Tierra's Whack called Mumbo Jumbo by Tierra Whack. Mm. So uh, that's what we. Come I would to. play it, but they'll probably take it down if we play it. So, so that's, mm. yeah, we do not own rights to this. Anything yet? Yeah. Uh, that's else? all we got to do now, though, is just make songs about how terrible songs are. Yeah. And sing yeah. them in the way that the terrible songs are. But that's the beauty of Reverse music, psychology. though. You get to pick and choose. Right. Right. Anyone yeah. check out that Young Dolph yet? I don't. I can't get with Young Dolph. I just can't do it. You can't get with Young Dolph because he rap like this. Exactly why I can't get. With, I don't. I don't like Memphis rappers. I'm just gonna put that on the air. You don't like what Memphis, Memphis rappers. rappers? I just don't. Wow. I'm sorry. So I'm like a little echo chamber. I, I heard it. Unless it was Three Six Mafia. The views of graffiti do not okay, reflect. Now this. I just, <laughs> I just don't, man. Like I don't like Yo Gotti. Mm-hmm. I don't like. So who do you wow. like? So who do you like? We'll see. I'm an old school head too, mm-hmm. but I do like newer music. Mm-hmm. So, but I like newer music that has an old school sound. Yeah, me so too. I like, like, and tell me something. I like like Davies. Give me something. You know, he, yeah. he I like him because he sounds like Nas, and I like. Yeah, Nas. I like so graffiti's Nas. washed is what he like I'm washed, but I do like some of the more. I ain't gonna friend. I like. I listen to Lil Uzi Vert a lot. Mm. You know. Did I'll I see, turn she, on my nose? Just, Did I just mm, turn on my nose? So I listen to Lil so, Uzi Vert. So some of it, I will tell you, full confession. Some of it. Hear it because some of the names I'm like, okay, who is that? And I'm like, okay, now that's good. I can get with some of that. But some of the names I'm like, where did that name come from? Mm, like okay. Lil Toenail. 
Uh, see, like that. Is that a real? That's definitely see, a real person. Like that, really? <laughs> yeah, little tono. Okay, and, and I am not. Windex. I am not. <laughs> They're really people, guys. I'm not going to the <laughs> store talking about. I need to get some little tono. They all performed at the uh, that Rolling Loud concert where Lil B got jumped. Yes, this is all the little. This <laughs> just, just sounds like a bad time. I need your slave name. All, all together. <laughs> What's your slave? What's your slave name? <laughs> I need your slave name. I'm sorry. Not even with your mama named you. I need your slave name. I'll buy it, but give me your slave name. Let's see, in some, in some mm. more news, uh, Harvey, 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 Harvey Weinstein Ooh. responds to Lupita's harassment claim. Says okay, let's talk he has a different recollection of I events. bet he does. Mm. I, I bet How do you he feel does. about I mean, it, Glory? Oh, please. What's going so on? So everybody is not telling the same lie about one dude. Mm-hmm. If you put all these women in a room who these women have never known each other and everybody can pick out the one mole that he has on his ass, right. hello, somebody. Somebody's right. Come on. So does that mean that Cosby's done too? Oh, we should say oh I'm that. sorry. Are did we, we roll Cosby? We, I was just about to say, how does that how does are that we, compare? Are we done to... defending Cosby now because by the same standards? Oh yeah. So I never defended Cosby. Right. I know I'm new on the show. Right. <laughs> but no, so you, once again, I you fit I, in then. Yeah. We never have <laughs> so yeah. once again, um, I'm I'm not a fan. It, this when you start talking about assaulting anybody, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, because again, they're actors. Right, right? right. So, or Weinstein, he is this big movie mogul dude. That doesn't give you a pass to rape women. Right. Just as um, Cosby, just it. because you are America's dad on TV, just as when they were talking about O.J. Simpson flying through the airport, he looks like a nice guy. Well, that's acting. Hello, somebody. Oh, you know? I mean, oh, all of this comes into play when you really start talking about who these people are. And if you just follow the evidence... Um, then follow the evidence and stop mm. making excuses for people. I think that's what matters. But, you know, just like anything else, we make excuses for those people that we want to elevate to certain positions, i.e., right. can you say the White House? Did right. I say that? Well, we're about to say that. So hold on before we go any further. Because okay. y'all are hearing this voice and it may be familiar mm. over here. And y'all are like, okay, what's, what's going on right now? That's our special guest in the building. Who do we have? She does so much. Strong personality, strong, strong media personality right here. But I'm gonna let her tell you about herself. We got Miss Gloria Neal in the building. Hey. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So Thank hello you again, much. Gloria. Hey you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So, I am good. For so, the people that don't know, who are you? What do you do? So I am a multimedia journalist. Mm-hmm. I am. I call Denver home because I've been here the longest. Um, and I have heard about you guys just through the Colorado Association of Black Journalists. You guys, hey, shout out to them, won an award, not too long ago. Award winning podcast coming award at you. Willing. Life yeah. is dope. You know, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, no, awesome. Get the budget for the sound effects. Just from that, um, you know, prior to me going to Atlanta, I was the morning news anchor there. Um, I was here in Denver. Um, working radio and TV and print. Um, and then prior to that, you know, just really making my moves in and around this market. So I was here for about 25 years. Nice, nice, Prior nice. to going down to uh, Atlanta. Morning news anchor in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What station was that? The CBS affiliate there in Atlanta was uh, owned by Meredith, which is different from the CBS station here. And even though a lot of people won't quite get that, a lot of times people will look at CBS stations in the bigger markets Correct. and they'll think they're owned and operated by New York. Um, Atlanta is different um, in that it's owned and operated not by New York, not by the CBS Broadcasting 
They're owned and operated by Meredith, which is a magazine conglomerate. And that matters um, because the station has tremendous challenges in Atlanta. And so because of that, um, there are, the station here in Denver is owned and operated by New York. Okay. And so it is owned and operated. It takes its marching orders from um, Gail King, Norrell, Donald, Charlie, Gibson, all of those individuals. And so you see a lot of um, synchronicity from New York right. to Denver. You did not see a lot of that in Atlanta. You saw a lot of, um, how shall I say, um, independence, okay. um, liberties, if you will. And so it was a different market, but nevertheless, um, Atlanta is a top 10 market. It was a great, um, a great experience to be in that city. Mm. Um, and I'm glad I went. Let's just leave it there. But I will definitely say it is the South. Okay. How did that situation conclude? What do you mean how did it conclude? Mm, so <laughs> how did you end up not being the news anchor at that specific um, so, station? Um, I was forced to resign from that. There's a lawsuit pending, and it is good to be back home because I am more of a Western woman than right. I am a Southern one. The challenges that that station has, and because I am not one that um, dwells in... Um, I am not one that dwells in that kind of um, foolishness. I think I'm I'm a really a glass half full kind of a person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also believe that what is meant for you is meant for you. And I believe in my talents and I don't compromise those. Um, and I think in the South, they expect black people to compromise in many, 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 many ways. Right. Um, and uh, they just were not ready for me. And so it's best that I um, do what I needed to do and get the appropriate attorney so she can do what she needs to do, and I keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. So that's what we did. And I'm here with you all. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. So what, oh, go ahead. Oh. So what inspired you to uh, go into journalism? So that's an interesting question. So I was a civil servant working for Air Force Base Command down at Peterson Air Force Base. And I had always been told I had a good voice, which is very interesting because you really can't hear yourself. Right. So people will tell you that, and I didn't know what the hell that meant. <laughs> but I, I remember um, going into the Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And uh, my hair at the time was really long, and I had it back in a ponytail, and I had on sweatpants. And I remember seeing a, a banner over a storefront that was empty that said Magic FM Radio Tryouts. Mm. And um, I was uh, working for Douglas Kirkpatrick, who was a colonel for uh, the Air Force Academy at the time. And he was the only person I ever knew who had a PhD in mathematics. Wow. And um, he was phenomenal to me because at the time I was working for him as his executive assistant and I was going to see you. Um, and I also had uh, another job because I was putting myself through school at the time. So I was a little Jamaican because I was determined. <laughs> so I had a lot of jobs. Right. Um, and um, I went for this tryout, 60 people in line. They had resumes. And I had nothing. I had no resume, no. And I get the gig mm. out of 60 people. I get the gig. And wow. I was like, Okay. Uh, didn't expect to get the gig, and so then I go to Douglas and I say, I got this gig, um, but I'm going to turn it down because I know, you know, market size determines how much money you make. And so I said, um, I can't afford 
to take this big a hit in Colorado Springs because that's not as big a market as Denver is. And so I'm not going to take it. And um, this man who was a friend of mine to this day, and I said, I tell the story with him in the room, and I said, this white man said to me, um, he said, you are going to take the gig. And he said, I'm going to adjust your hours. And if you know anything about the government, I mean, you're seeing it now up close and personal because of our current White House situation. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And you are seeing some of what does work and what doesn't work. But he adjusted my hours, which is not very easy to do when you're a civil servant. Right. Right. Um, And because he had people over him who did not want my hours adjusted. Because if you do it for one, you have to do it for everybody. Right. And... Um, he did that and I worked the radio station in the morning, 5am, I had to be there by 4, did the radio show in the morning, 5 until 9, got out of there, 9 o'clock, went and worked for him, took a 30 minute lunch, and then did school three nights a week, uh, which he tutored me two of those nights because I hated math. And so continued on in the college of business and... As a result of that, that was my introduction into radio. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated from CU in Colorado Springs, I started up at KOA here. And it went from there. And so from radio and then TV came calling and said, um, you know, we've seen you do some stuff in radio and we want you to do TV. Wow. And so that's how that happened. Oh, that, that's really dope. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you hope to accomplish with journalism, with TV, radio, so here's what I here's what I love about our profession. Here's what I tell so many of the folks who are in our profession who ask me, whether it's in a classroom or whether it is us sitting around a table, I say know the craft, mm. right? Because the craft is evolving. Definitely. So when people say, well, what do you hope to accomplish? And what is it? Know your craft. Understand that it is, it is entertainment. And it is... Um, this realm, it's about entertainment and knowing the facts and being honest and being open. So you want people to listen, then you got to open up and give them a little something to listen to. Definitely. definitely. They want to know who you are, who I am, who you got to give them something. Right. So you can't be all stiff and cagey and act like you know it all. I don't know these rappers you're talking about, but I <laughs> I know what you're talking about when you, did you say eating ass? Lord, <laughs> right. I know that is like, that's racy. That's, oh Lord, that's right. That's all those, th- that's real life. People right. want Definitely. real. They don't want perfect. Definitely. Right? Definitely. So that piece in this realm, when you were doing news, that's a privilege. People turn on the TV. It's not about being perfect. It's about being real. So if a producer has put something in front of me that is slanted. Shout out to our producer, Julius. Hey. Right? (laughs) If that producer has not done his or her homework, Hmm. I'm only as strong as that producer. So that means if I haven't read the paper today and I'm reading something and I'm like, wait a minute, that's wrong. If we just convicted a man and that man was in court just for hearing, Hmm. that's a lawsuit. And that happens. Wow. That happens. And that happens all the time. Because you're only as strong as the weakest link on that team. That's the one thing I hate about TV, but it's also the one thing that I love. When you find good people, Mm. take care of them. Mm. So that's what I mean when I say know your craft. It's not just good enough for the producer to have read. Because the anchor would be like, well, you know, I'm the anchor, I'm the face. I don't have to know what you're doing. And understand it and respect it. And so... I think those things are extremely important to be able um, to be in a position where you want people to watch. Do your homework. Definitely. Definitely. Do your homework. And so many of us have gotten into this because 
we just want to be celebrities and we want to hobnob with celebrities right. and you don't know shit right do so your homework poo on those ones yeah <laughs> not I, over here i think i think <laughs> i think that's the biggest piece for me um and sometimes people aren't ready to hear that and it's not about being a know-it-all and be ready to be a part of a team sometimes in order to lead you got to follow that's right it's definitely true you got to follow but if you going to lead me you better be a leader mm. So with that being said, with the with the current social and political climate, with facts and truth being so important, mm-hmm. do you think that there is an attack on facts and the truth? Fake news. Yeah. So do I have something to say about fake news? Because I guess let me let me follow that up with now with now with this climate, it it appears that opinions are the new facts. Yeah, and, which is a and, bunch of crap. And feelings are the new facts. Right. Which right. is right. So you show me a person who will not apologize and I will show you a fool. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. You should be able to come back and apologize. I don't care who you are. That's part of the process, right? I'm sorry, I made a mistake. There's nothing, there's no shame in that. Right. Pride cometh before the fall, right? Always. Make the mistake. I'm sorry. I did not mean it to come out that way. That was wrong. I was in error. That's not how that was meant to come out. Or I was wrong. Those were not the facts. I got that wrong. End of story. It dies. If you keep telling the lie, it will be like a relative at Thanksgiving. It never goes home. Hmm. Ever. It sticks (laughs) with you. right? Right? So this is what we're seeing day after day. Sometimes I take issue with how we in the media constantly stick with those same stories. It's like, okay, you made that point last week. I could be in a coma mm-hmm. and come back and we're still with the same story. It's like, right. why are we, why? That makes no sense. You, we made this point. Let's move on. And so I constantly say it's very easy in many ways to set us up. It's like, watch the right hand or the left hand. What's the right hand doing? Every time, too. But why does it seem that the president is so impervious to facts and the truth Despite them being so obvious and prevalent, mm. he can still say, well, no, it's not. I didn't say that. I didn't do that. I think that speaks a lot onto just the climate and the culture and of society right now. And it doesn't. When the lie is more entertaining than the truth, people just tend to run with the lie. And I also think there was a time where um, we, we being in the media, we did not push back mm. enough. We, we let, it, let him skate. Let anyone skate for that matter, but certainly him. And now he's grown accustomed to talking over, right? So he'll say, yeah, but you know, but, but hold on, let me say this. Or anyone. So it's not really about um, Trump. You'll see uh, a child act out on aisle 3B in a grocery store. Okay. And you're looking at the child, and it's like, it's really not about the child, it's about the parent. Right. That child is not doing any more than we're allowing them to do. And the child really? is a child. Hello. So you expect that from a child. There you go. Right. So we're allowing this person to treat us in this way. When we get tired of it, it will stop. When we are so outraged that it is done, we will stop it. It will stop. And we're clearly not at that point. So right. as I look at this and, and the totality of it, because people say, oh my God, how did we get here? Are you kidding? Mm. How did we get here? We all have a hand to play in this. We made him... Absolutely. We made him relevant. Absolutely. From not asking the tough questions to giving him the pass to even those individuals who... I had a young man who came up to me. I was in the grocery store in Atlanta who said, I'm at Georgia Tech. He said, I have had young folks come up to me and they say, you know what? We have never experienced 
this. Why do you think we are going through this? I said, because I think y'all don't know what it's like to not be able to not vote, to yeah. not be able to not have the right to have an abortion, to not be able to not have all these rights. You've heard your parents talk about it or your parents' parents, mm -hmm. but you don't really know right. what it's like to be turned away and not really have an apartment rented to you. Not really. Right. To have somebody just walk up and spit in your face and call you nigga, you don't know what that's really like. But to see the tears come down your mother's face, like I've seen my mother and say, I saw my brother hanging from a tree. Right. That's first generation shit there. Then you know that pain that you see coming, that's not fake. That's not grandmama's mama's mama said. Right. That's your mama looking at you while you sit up there eating a plate of her greens and collard greens. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes real, even more so from that generation to generation, and then when I hand it down to my niece or my nephew, it becomes, we've been so busy trying to spare them the pain, we should not have spared them. It's not about hate, it's about history. Right, right. It is about history, and I think by trying to give them, we've done them a disservice in many ways. Mm. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So I think we have an issue of kind of speak on what you just spoke about privilege just in general um you need to do without in order to appreciate right okay and you mix that with america's obsession with celebrity and you get trump in the white house period hmm. and if we're not careful we'll get him another four years right if he's not impeached because i don't necessarily know he will be no i i don't think he will be if i'm being honest and even if he does get impeached that could easily go through his whole entire term for that process to happen. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, with everything that we're seeing and how slow the wheels go, and I mean, this whole process is extremely painful. But if you look at how things, how we're looked at in the world now, I mean, it is, excuse the pun, it is a black eye yeah. for this country with everything that we, because it's not good enough to go abroad and people say, what have you all done? And you say, I didn't vote for him. It does not matter. Right, it's true. He's still the president. Still the president. And so I just ain't traveling right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, but I'm just say you're from Canada. But you know, it's like, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm learning Nigerian, so I have cover. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I mean, all in all, being proud to be an American, you have to absolutely own it and say, how do we learn from it and grow from it? Not say, that's not my president. You can say that. We can protest. It's not just good enough to vote. Right. Right. And for those people who say, well, I didn't vote, you part of the problem. And indecision is a decision. Oh, it is a decision. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. So that's just a little slice of glow. Hmm. And you will hear me say honey hush because that is my catchphrase. <laughs> so catchphrase. That, is, <laughs> that is something that I have, have copywritten. That is something that I'm, I've got T-shirts that are going to be coming out. That is something that if it is, if it is something that absolutely floors you like the Gabrielle Union comment you will hear me say honey hush Did honey hush <laughs> which I have thought about sending a t-shirt to the White House <laughs> honey hush the whole White honey House honey hush huh? everybody hush please lord um, because it <laughs> does become you just wonder what is going to happen next because there's always going to be a next mm, right always that's good to hear you know because sometimes I'm like, there might not be another four years if we keep on provoking North Korea the way we're doing it. You know, so <laughs> you know, but you hope that calmer heads 
will prevail and you have to you have to think that there is a plan that we don't know of you have to think that right yeah um but at the same time it gives me hope because with all of this chaos there is opportunity and it says for all of these people who were seeing all of this Barack Obama is not the only one white black asian latino every color under the diaspora you have to know that it spurs people like you like me who says okay we got to get involved we have no choice we have no choice at this point you have no choice to say okay if this is what the democracy is going to be left to i got to get up right and uh, and listening to um a Van Jones interview, he, he made a good point as well, talking about, um, in, in terms of, of Trump and the presidency, it's not about specifically going against Trump, because because he That's is right. the president, That's which right. is the highest right. ranking office right. in, in America, right. there are people who benefit from him being the president, mm-hmm. there are certain there's certain groups and basically the people that he rolls with, so when you disassociate yourself with the president, you then put yourself at odds with everything that comes down under that right. umbrella that's right. of, of presidency. That's so right. that's why we you see so ball. many people who are afraid of speaking out or just or just go along with it. Right. right. And you it, and then that becomes a part of and I and I understand I understand that fear. I've even had people say to me, you know what, I'm thinking that but I don't really want to put that on my Facebook page or I don't want to put that I understand you want to be smart, but at the same time there's so many people who are speaking out. Yeah. Um and so many people are saying, <laughs> okay Enough is enough. I mean, I know folks who are really, really um, at the level and very influential, very, very wealthy. And they will say, you know what? I'm done just sending money at the state level. I'm mm-hmm. sending my money all over to many states. Right. Because we need to influence people at many, many levels. Mm. Um, because it's not just good enough for Colorado to be blue and right. California to be blue. We need to branch out. This absolutely has got to stop. And that thinking has to spread. It has to spread, and it's not about even being in Atlanta. You asked me about you know some of the differences, or at least the differences that I've noticed. For me, diversity is not all black. Right. True. Right. 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 So one of the things I <laughs> I would say in Atlanta when people would talk to me and they would talk about you know Atlanta's great and you all this diversity and all this blackness and I'm thinking, and I said to them, blackness is not diversity. Hmm. Diversity is people who look differently, think differently. The whole rainbow of people. It is different folks who you get everybody at the table, and that representation enriches the tapestry for everything. Right. And it makes it better for everyone. I said, so that piece is what needs to happen so that it is, that's a true democracy, right? right. It's because you swing the pendulum back so far the other way, all black makes it the same way and wrong as is if it's all white. True. True. It cannot be one way or the other makes it better because then you become demonizing just the same way you were the other way around. If it is about inclusion, everybody has to have some value. Now, you can say, you know what? I'm bring, I value what I bring to the table. Right. You're not going to discount what I bring to the table. That's important. Mm. That's important. Okay. So those things are just uh, folks who, who are not really recognizing um, and bringing their own prejudice and stereotypes to the table, sometimes you got to check them. And sometimes those people happen to be folks in our own family. Right. And that's the tough conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't don't hear have it. it at Thanksgiving. Right? <laughs> you don't want to hear it from your own. Uh-uh. Well, while we're on the topic of blackness and black America and all that, it seems to be like a bubble, especially on social media and things like that, where people kind of 
are saying there's a resurgence of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, and I mean, I'm young, so it goes back to what you said about not really yeah, being but you around. Be insightful. But I, I don't feel like it's a resurgence. I feel like now we just have more outlets to see. Oh, no question. I is. agree with you. Okay. It's, it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, it's always been there. Mm-hmm. But now we but prick the surface. And so certain elements and Trump being one of those, it's like, well, y'all come on out. Yeah. Y'all been in the house a little bit. Come on out and get some of the sunshine. <laughs> right. Right. Go and get come your tiki torches. Right. Come on out. Tiki torches for sale. Come on out. You know, y'all coming out. And so that's really what this is. And so by not checkmating them or even checking them, you know, come on out. And that's really, really what this is. And that's what they mean when they say dog whistle politics. That's all this is saying, you know what? I'm not really going to say y'all, but we had some good people on right. both sides. No, you didn't. Right. No, <laughs> no, you didn't. You know, so that whole thing just spoke to that element that said, oh, yeah, he's speaking our language. He's telling us we can, we can do this. He's we catering to his market. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And even though, you know, people are saying, um, you know, it's a third of the country and I think it's more than that. Or folks will say, you know, but the the people you're talking to, you know, they're losers and they're and I'm like, no, they're not losers. Right. No, they're bankers. They're lawyers. Some of them They're These are not the fringe of society. And I think a lot of people had to get their heads around. Who are these people? And it's bold to take off the hoods and walk down the street with that tiki torch. They're like, you know, he's the president. We're going to take this hood off. Right. Right. It's interesting because the way I'm looking at it, and it's tough, especially when you bring it up around your peers, because everybody, you, you got to be anti-Trump, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. but I see what Trump is doing as kind of what the black community wanted Obama to do, how we wanted Obama to speak directly to black people mm-hmm. as a black president. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's seen the bigger picture. I think Trump is like, okay, well. These are my guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to target straight to my guys, and mm-hmm. we're seeing what happened. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the difference is <clears throat> Obama, I think, in many ways, I don't think Obama feels that way, and I also think Obama is much smarter because this would have been shut down oh, long yeah. ago. Quick fact. <laughs> yeah. If Obama had even tried half of this. Um, anytime you've got people like Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs right. coming out and saying, hold up, just in case y'all don't know, we white people, we have a we we have a privilege, we have an right. advantage. We you know, let me put this in perspective. Right, and, and, shout out to Pops. and yes, no question. Shout out to Pops, and I just think that that had not happened. I mean, he shut that whole press conference down. Yeah, he did when he did it, and and I think more and more of those kinds of examples are going to take place because people are just calling a spade a spade. I mean, it's so blatant um, that you have to just say, okay, it is what it is. And um, what are you going to do about it? Because it will come a time where you can no longer stay in this gray area, right? It's wrong is wrong. Right. right. And it's not really about, um, as one woman said to me, she said, Gloria, I, I, there was a time where I couldn't even admit um, that I voted for Trump. Now I can admit I voted for Trump. Uh, and by the way, this was unsolicited because I'm like, you do know I'm not your pastor. Right. Like, you know, you don't have to admit anything to me. Um, and she said, and what can I do about it now to rectify it? And I said, I don't know what you can do about it. But first of all, let me say thank you um, for even feeling comfortable enough to say that to me. I think that's part of the dialogue. Right. That we've got to give people the space to admit if they want to admit, we need to talk about this because this is the elephant in the room. And I voted for him. 
um, and black folks too, because there were some black folks who voted for oh, Trump. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Right? Because black people was like, I can't believe 98% of black women voted for Hillary Clinton. White women, quite a few of them voted for Trump. White men, black men. I know that there were, I think, 28% of black men in Georgia voted for Trump. Right. Because they didn't want a white woman, in, or any woman, in the White House. Right. Because that's that sexism thing that's alive. So we ain't talking about that brown lemonade or whatever you know <laughs> did i bring that round circle right. but, but but all of all of that comes into play when you go into that little voting booth mm-hmm. all your stereotypes and your prejudices coming out so it's not just racism it's classism it's sexism every ism you know that comes into play and so yeah it's powerful but until we talk about it put it on the table and create a space where folks can right we won't get there. Nothing will change. I agree. Mm. So do you feel like the Democrats played too much into identity politics and, mm. and, and, in, and in a way it hurt them more so than speaking to the issues that were truly plaguing America? I think, it, a, I think you know what, I, th- I think a lot of times, and y'all tell me, hell, y'all talk to me, I think a lot of times we allow the media too much to dictate what we need to be talking about. Mm. Sometimes the tail is wagging the dog. Mm. We need to we need to let the dog wag the tail. That's so true. if I'm talking about it at my kitchen table, so this is one of the things why I said I was going to start my own podcast, which I kind of like this one, though. But the life is dope thing. I was like, okay, well, are we smoking some up in here? So. <laughs> not this episode. Not That's right. Not today. <laughs> so glow like it is was the, was, remember when I told you that night? That's because I said, if I'm not getting it on TV and I'm not getting it and people are throwing stuff out there. If you're talking about it at your kitchen table, we should be talking about it. And, and it. and it is that. The identity politics of race and, you know, the whole thing, diversity, what that means to not just me, not to my mother's generation, what that means to y'all. I don't necessarily believe that when, you know, well, we don't see color anymore. Bullshit. Everybody sees color. And that's okay. We're supposed to see color. It's what you do about seeing color that matters. That's true. Something wrong with seeing color. Right. Everybody gets so defensive when they say, well, you know, I really don't see color. And I call them on their bullshit. Yeah, yeah. We can be in a board meeting. And I'm like, you see color. You're human. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with seeing color. You know, so now you got some jacked up teeth. We Okay, that's a whole different topic. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, but my, but the whole point is until we can talk about race and get past it, we're going to constantly pretend like we're right. You know, if I'm an alien and I spot this planet and I see the stuff that's going on, I am. I'm like, let's pass this planet. Right, breeze I'm, on past that one. Let's go. They got some jacks. <laughs> they issues. talking about at Mars because it's not. I'm out. Hard. Like, we'll be back I'm not stopping. Still here. Right. <laughs> see so what Kim it's, it's not worth about. it. So, what do y'all think? Because what we're dealing with, that's what y'all. You got it. Most I think, definitely. I, I think a, an issue with whether it's democratic, whether it's liberal. Um, I think an issue, and maybe I'm playing devil's advocate, but I think that we did play too much into identity politics. I think that we took on too many social battles, whether it's black, whether it's Hispanic, whether it's gender, sexism, mm-hmm. classism, whether it's LBGT. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we took on too much of those battles and we didn't translate that into policy. Mm-hmm. So it just, it looked, it looked progressive, mm-hmm. it looked active, but 
I didn't see it go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then when it was time to go to the polls, people were looking more at, okay, well, what, what affects my everyday life more? Being gay or having a job and, right. and the income right. and rent going up? Right. What affects me more day to day, being black or being having some money in my pocket? What, what affects me more day to day, being a woman or rent? Right. Right. And, right. and, you know, we saw that when it was time to vote, you know, people voted for the guy that was speaking towards that, really that everyday stuff. Right. Like, hey, mm-hmm. this is, I'm looking at my bank account, right. I'm looking at rent every right. month, and this is what's, a, this is what's impacting me. Right. So that's, that's where I think people voted, and now we're starting to take a look at, okay, these are issues that do plague us from a social standpoint, but how do we, how do we speak to that and speak to the fact that we need, and, and, and I, don't, I don't even think the issue is jobs because the jobs are out there. Yeah. But it was it was training. People weren't being, That's exactly people weren't right. being trained for these jobs. Right. That's right. 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 Uh, I think I'll speak from a more simplified side of it because there's the people that went, and I'll say myself as well. Mm-hmm. When we went to the voting booths, it was more so like, okay, we just got Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, we had our first black man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I got daughters. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with Hillary, but I absolutely don't agree with Trump. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to see a woman in office. Mm-hmm. This is another mm-hmm. statement after having a black mm-hmm. president. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I really wanted to get Bernie. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get Bernie mm-hmm. because yeah. he was so radical mm-hmm. and so different. Mm-hmm. And that's what our generation mm-hmm. stands for. It's like, okay, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. All the rappers are rocking with this guy. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. socially influenced by mm-hmm. what he's saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, These are my options. I'm going to go ahead and run with Hillary. And mm-hmm. not even having, you know, the economy and those mm-hmm. things in mind. It's just, I'm voting, so, because right. I'm voting. I don't right. want to be the person that doesn't vote. But you play in the end game. And mm-hmm. see, and that, so I'm always looking at strategy, because I don't want to get caught mm-hmm. playing checkers, and they playing chess. So right. I'm like, who is the person who's slated that's the best chance to win overall? Right. right. I don't want him in. I don't want Trump in there. So who is my person? And that's absolutely right. If I know that Bernie is going to get tripped up by some Republican halfway through the general, but I know Hillary is going to, she's neck and neck, or it's going to be, and by the way, I hate exit polling, so I don't ever believe exit polling. I wish we didn't do that. It's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. Right. Because when people come out of the booth, they can say whoever they voted for, and that can be a lie. And so um, I even wish that the media wouldn't report on that. But that whole piece, that's how I typically vote, because... The piece where Bernie Sanders, because he was huge in most rural, I mean, most urban areas. He was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. A lot of the rappers were with him and all the, but I'm looking at the issues. I know good and well you are not going to college for free. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. I don't care what Bernie Sanders was saying. Mm -hmm. I get that that's, it may be what you want, but at some point you got to pay for what you want. Right. Somebody's going to pay for that. Mm -hmm. And so while it should be free, it's not yet. And right. so until you show me a plan and all the stuff you have to undo, because one domino, it's another domino, and he knows how that stuff works. Mm-hmm. So all of that being said, and I even brought this up um, last night, and people were constantly bringing up Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton and what he did and how he did it. It takes a strong woman to stick with a man through the stuff that Hillary Clinton stuck with that man through in front of the country, let alone if it's private. But when it's in front of a country and stick with him and still be Secretary of State, a United States Senator, and then go out and negotiate, one of the reasons why Putin probably cannot stand this woman is because she (laughs) is so strong. So anything he can do to discredit her, and she's still standing. 
So while I had never met her and the talking points of, well, I don't trust Hillary. And I would always say, oh, why had not you met her? Right. And they'd say, no, I've never met her. But, you know, you just hear that. And I'm like, oh, that's rhetoric. Mm -hmm. You don't know this woman. Quite honestly, they're all politicians. I don't trust any of them. Exactly. That was going to be my point as well. Is this is their game to hype themselves and speak these certain things to please people. And that's why I was kind of drawn into Bernie because he was the polar opposite of Trump. Like mm -hmm. people say, well, free college just sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but building a wall around Mexico sounds ridiculous. It is not going to happen. You know what I mean? But people really believed in that. So it's like, okay, they're really going with what this guy is saying. Because they, So forward. usually when people believe that stuff, they've been through nothing. Right, 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 right. Because if you can believe that he's going to get another country to build a wall and that country saying pretty much they're cursing you out in Spanish in public, um, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things that I'm like, okay, should we take a test now before we vote? Because yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, people are actually going to use their vote based on what the And he is conning people, knowing he's conning people. Mm -hmm. Um, but also knowing that they're going to vote for him. Yeah. So it was it was painful um, for me and for a lot of people to see, and I'm sure um, for the candidates who were like, oh my God, he's making fool out of all these Americans <laughs> because they're... So that's what I did. I'm like, okay, who can I align myself with who comes close? Not Because there's no one candidate, I don't care black or white, who absolutely represents me. Exactly, exactly. So maybe the issue is that Democrats put their candidates through such a rigorous vetting process that Republicans don't put their candidates mm -hmm. through, and we end up shooting ourselves in the foot every time. Like, do we, do we just not say, do we just not just roll with some of the flaws that they have? Because they, they took Trump and said, hey, despite everything that he's done, we're, yeah. we're still going to roll with him. This is our guy. Whereas we took Hillary and we said, uh, okay, well, emails, Benghazi, Haiti, you know, we, we scrutinized everything and pretty much said, I just, I just don't believe. And it was just stuff. things we were being told, though. They were, that's my point. Yeah, you know, some of it was like, really? I think that's the beauty of not our generation, mm -hmm. but the generation coming up under us is that they really, it's a good and bad thing because they don't care about a lot of things, mm -hmm. which could be a positive at some points because... I thought I was supposed to be a Democrat because just growing up, all the black Everybody people I knew was a Democrat. I'm like, I don't know why, but I guess I'm supposed to vote Democrat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can see Republican that you align with even more. Mm -hmm. I remember somebody telling me before, they were like, well, you know Martin Luther King was more so Republican. I'm like, really? Like, I thought I was black people. Because that's just the moral that you're instilled with. And then we got this new generation, and they're like, well, I don't care about a Republican or a Democrat. I'm going to write in my, who I think should be. And I think that's going to be the beauty coming up. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm at a point, and I was going to ask you, how does it just trickle down to what we do in media? Like, what do we do? We could talk about what's going on. We we know what's happening. Yeah. But, for example, like with Puerto Rico, mm. tragedy happened. Government didn't want to do anything about it. Trump's out there making a fool of himself. You got people like... Tossing paper towels. Yeah, oh. shooting threes with paper towels. From mm. the arc. We got people in our in our culture. So, Jay-Z loads up planes personally with That's his right. staff and personally That's goes right. to deliver stuff. That's right. So, we're at a point where we have to do something. That's right. And so, like, with our voices, your voices, That's what's right. going on now? Like, what do we do in media? Because... We, so you just hit the nail on the head. What I love about this period, this renaissance of journalism, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. There was a time where it was the Edward R. Murrow or the um, Walter Cronkite or the, 
you know, Katie Couric or Barbara Walters or the, mm -hmm. you know, Oprah Winfrey's. We now don't have to wait. We set this up. This is, and boom, we're up and running. You don't have to wait. So Jay-Z is doing this and people don't know. And so if you know, we put the word out and say, we are collecting for these people to do this. Send your dollars, send your donations, send your, because we want to help. We don't have to wait. The days of waiting for someone to come and save us, done. Way over, right. Save yourself. And unfortunate that Puerto Rico had to experience this because I was talking to a good friend of mine, um, Christian, who was down there reporting, um, and it is so, so foul. Um, but people are just beside themselves saying, these are citizens. Yeah. You know, folks are serving the military and they can't serve because they're worried about their parents and their families because they're back in Puerto Rico because they don't have, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't even, that shouldn't even be happening. Right, at all. Right. It shouldn't even be happening. Jay-Z shouldn't have to do what he's doing. Jennifer Lopez, and you know it's coming up tonight on the on the Latino Awards is mm -hmm. taking place. It, they should not have to do that, but they are. There's a lesson in it. Mm. Right. So what we are doing, what you're doing, what I want to do and continue to do, it teaches us self-sufficiency. We save ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Okay. Do you feel that news has now become uh, in a space that's it's the new advertisement and marketing? And and I and I say that from the perspective of it, it seems more like instead of trying to inform us, it seems that news is is trying to sell us something, whether mm. it's a product or a perspective or a an narrative. Outlook. Yeah, it, it's. News just seems to always sell us something, and, and that's why we see even with, uh, even with the president, he's, he's become his own news outlet mm -hmm. through his Twitter feed, mm -hmm. and it seems to combat, you know, CNN, mm -hmm. and MSNBC. Mm -hmm. I think that um, there are enough people who still analyze the news. Like, so I will go to BBC and. CNN and MSNBC and Fox and I look at them all because it's important to know what the other side is thinking. You need the sometimes you need to be in balance to get balance. Right. I you need to mix them in. Okay, oh, I know that's not true. Okay, this is everybody doesn't have that kind of time. I get it. Right. I know that there's some people who look at one thing all day and that's where they get their whole their piece from. Some of the people on these outlets, I know them so. There is that piece. You right. could say, well, you know, this is liberal leaning or this piece is or that outlet is, is you know, you know, conservative leaning. Um, you will get different opinions from different folks. I know I read a lot and I watch a lot. And that has helped me to do my own research and to come up with my own mindset. That right. helps. Um, and so when you come in front of a microphone, because everybody can't do this, mm -hmm, right. right? Some Everybody thinks they can, right? but you can't because if you heard enough bad podcasts, you know, Facts. or bad, you know, news programs, you know, but in order to get in front of people and do the news, you need to be well read and know a lot, a little about a lot. Right. That helps. And I think. When you gain people's trust, there is tremendous value in that. 
There's a lot of value and a lot of responsibility that comes with that. So from doing the talk show, from the glow show, to even doing news, from doing news reports, from understanding right here in Colorado what it means, whether it is up and down the front range, when people look and they say your name or they understand, no, 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 she said it. Mm -hmm. She might be a Democrat or she might be independent leaning, but she's going to listen. She'll listen to me. I'm a Republican. I'm a staunch Republican. I've had many of them say it, but she'll listen to me. That matters. Mm. That matters. That I know she's not going to agree with me, but at least I'm going to be heard. At the end of the day, I think people want to be heard. Definitely. That's a fact. That's why we have a podcast. Right. <laughs> Honestly. They want to be heard. We might disagree, but it's like, well, at least I got my point out. Right. You know, I think um, because... Either we, we swim together or we're going to sink together. True. But we're together at the that's, end of the day. Real. That's real. How do we deal with uh, what I would call Trump exhaustion? Yeah. Because <laughs> it is real. Because it is real. We're not even a year into no. it. And I already feel like it's been three you, years. You know what I tell my husband? I say it's like when your parents, you see, even now I'm holding my head. Instant <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> stress honey, out. Honey, <laughs> right? It's like, you know, shit, get another belt. Hell, we got a belt. So what can I whoop his ass with today? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. My remember I can remember when my parents would go and play bingo and um we always knew because you knew you had the oldest the middle child and I was the baby child right don't let my baby get into no trouble right mm-hmm. and it's like that child you always come home because I wasn't that child that child you always come home is like what did he do today I know. every time you I leave the house what did he do today right. I cannot leave this house and this child is always getting into something. That being said, any psychologist will tell you anytime a child is constantly getting into trouble, why are they constantly looking for attention? What else is going on? Mm-hmm. If they're constantly craving attention, there's something else that they're missing. Yeah. What else is going on in that house? Right. What else is going on? So I'm no psychologist. <laughs> I'm not saying that something is up. I'm just saying, follow the evidence. And I think you even said it best that tweets aren't policy. Not policy. So maybe we should stop paying attention That's to his my point. Twitter, his you, tweets. I mean, there you go. We got to yeah. remember, and my thing with Trump, because I get Trump exhaustion. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. It's, uh. he was, he, he's not a politician, for okay. one. I was going to say before he was a politician, he's still not a politician. He's a celebrity. A reality TV star. The Apprentice was one of the biggest shows. If you ever watched that show, Trump is doing what Trump is doing in the White House. Everything he's doing is for ratings. He has to be a star of the show. You see, he'll be in Puerto Rico talking about himself, not Puerto Rico. And so I'm not surprised by anything he does. Because right now, it's like you said, we're watching the season finale of America. (laughs) That's what what it looks like. And so it's like, oh, plot twist. Trump did something stupid again. And he's just narrating it through his tweets. So it's like... (laughs) Now his tweets are news, and now he's narrating the news because right. the whole fake news and all that. Is- well, it it it, it feeds <laughs> into that narrative because I I hate those two words, and I just I, I even I even detest saying them because I believe it waters the news down. News is news. Facts are not fake. Yeah, facts are not fake. People in Puerto Rico are dying. Hurricanes did hit this country. There is corruption that is taking place in this country. There is evidence that I think eventually will be unveiled, right? Right. There is something to be said about it takes time. Cases need to be developed. Mueller is no joke. That ain't fake, honey. All of these things take 
time. And so I believe that over a period of time, these things will bear out, but it's just like anything else. We are so instant. We want it like yesterday. We want it when we want it, and it doesn't happen that way. And so if there's one thing that I think is a very good thing is Mueller doing what he is doing. Is like, I'm not paying attention to any of that. That has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Let me do the job that I'm supposed to be doing, and let me keep it pushing. But when you have investigative reporters like print journalists, Mm -hmm. we would not be the wiser if it were not for some of the print journalists at the Washington Post and the New York Times. Doing the job that they are doing, that is phenomenal. Even some of the smaller papers where you are digging out facts and you can back it up with two and three sources, that takes time and it's tedious. That's journalism. Yeah. And same thing on the TV, on the print side, TV side, where it takes people and you've got to really hold their hands to the fire. This is what this says. This is how this says it. In order to get people to talk and talk on camera, it is no joke because right. you've got to get that backed up and get them to back up the backup in order to get that proven in order to hold up in a court of law. Mm. That is not fake. Right. That's real journalism. It has nothing to do with celebrity. That's sleepless nights. That's now I'm not seeing going home. That's, you know, I'm not eating. I am digging out this story because I believe in this craft. That's journalism. Right. Mm. So stop beefing with the journalists and the media. <laughs> no, beef with us. Damn it. it makes it better. Well, we'll beef with us then, because we want that beef. <laughs> yeah, I think we just we just have to turn Trump off, because I know that uh, similar uh, Tommy Lauren, I would say that she's taken a page from that, and that's really what has elevated her platform. And I think in many ways, journalists got to get a thicker skin, and you got to beat him at his own game. We have not seen this kind of politician, this kind of president. And if you're expecting somebody to hold your hand and to be warm and fuzzy and to tell you that we have not had politicians look us in the face and just boldface lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just boldface lie and then say, I didn't say that. Right. You lie. And it's like, well, maybe I am lying. You know? right. <laughs> That's how cause people are like, well, wait a minute. And then now they're like, hold up. No, I'm no. not lying. And yes, I am going to call you on that. And now let me go get the proof. And he's coming back just as hard. They're not used to that. And so we're saying, okay, we're ready. That's what's really happening. And that's when I say the renaissance of journalism is benefiting all of us because things are being grown out of that that otherwise would not have grown from it. But I think another issue is that by the time that we're defending what people say with facts and data, they're already moving on to the next outlandish or erroneous topic. That's exactly right. So the hard part is... Not only do you get tied up in finding the facts behind that wrongness or that error or that fakeness, mm-hmm. but now you also had to watch that right hand because what was he trying to detract, de- deflect us from? Something else is going on. Was he signing an executive order to undo health care? Right. Sign- what was he doing? Because it's not just the fact that it's this piece that's coming at us. Something else was happening over here that we were not watching. Right. You got to watch both heads. That's true. So which crew was checking that out? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that's see, going that's, on. See, that's, see, listeners, that's not conspiracy. It's mm-hmm. real. That's real. You got to do that because the whole NFL um, kneeling protest situation, mm. I would watch ESPN and it'll, three hours will go by and I'm like, they're still talking about kneeling. Kill you know, and then after, opinion. yeah, after a while it was like, okay. There has to be a reason why every outlet is dwelling on this so hard because y'all clearly don't care about what it's actually about because right. that point has been missed a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So why is this such a big deal yeah. 
it, something else is going on. Yeah. You know, and then we get hit with like the Vegas tragedy and things just start trickling. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man, what's really going on? Yeah. But your conspiracy yeah. theorist, when you say all that, but it's just a fact. Right. Right, or they'll take his bait and say, "Well, you know, the president brought up the flag again. It's like it has nothing to do with the flag. Why is the media bringing that up again?" Right. Well, why do you keep doing on? Because people love to hate watch. They mm. don't know how to not take the bait. Mm. Yeah. And not and not argue. I'm one of those people that's like, "Oh my gosh, if you say something, just <laughs> if if I can argue it, I'm going to argue it." Right. Yeah. Just don't don't read the comments. That's yeah. what we do every day. Yeah. Don't don't read the comments. Yeah. So tell us more about yeah. glow like it is. Glow Like It Is is a little sample of some of the things that I was talking about just now. You all are talking about it. I'm talking about it. So even though this podcast has the essence of you brothers all over it, it really is what this country is talking about. Mm. That's what it should be about. Mm. Because if this conversation is duplicated a thousand times, 10,000 times, 50,000 times over, that's when you start to get traction for me, it is from my perspective. So when you start talking about sexual harassment from my perspective, I'm assuming my perspective is going to be different from your perspective. The Harvey Weinsteins of the world, as a matter of fact, on my social media pages, I put, you know, y'all are saying hashtag me too. Can I get a hashtag not me? Right. Is there one? Right. Lord have mercy. Mm. Right. You know, because I can remember even saying to my father before he passed, you know, Dad, I, why is it that men look at our booties and, you know, they whistle and what is that? And why do, they, why do they look? And he said, well, honey, if God wanted you to look, he wouldn't have put it behind you. <laughs> and I never thought about, Using I never thought, one. right? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. But he said, everything can be done with respect. A man does not have to make you feel like a piece of meat right. when he appreciates you. You think about that. Who's the first man in your daughter's life? True. You. Right. True. Her father. Mm-hmm. How she sees you treating her mother is what she's going to be looking for, and I don't care what you say. It's the first way we expect a man to treat us. If your husband, if you are opening her door for her mother, mm-hmm. she expects that. Right. She will expect it. Subconsciously, she expects it. She's not going to say, but she will expect it because mm-hmm. I expected it. Because your parents are the first vision no of question. love. And no question. <laughs> yeah. If they're constantly fighting and throwing stuff, hello, mm-hmm. you're going to be buying a whole bunch of stuff. Because that's what she's used to. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what she's used to. And which actually segues into another debate that I'm glad that we have a woman here in which we can discuss it. Uh-oh. So we're seeing now in the entertainment in- industry between Harvey Weinstein and mm-hmm. the Bill Cosby's mm-hmm. and Nelly allegedly... Um, down to mystical, down to all of these. Inter- inter- like, way way, me in it. way like, too many of all, the, all, all these entertainment <laughs> figures. Yeah. So, so rape tends to be this issue that continues to to pop up, and I and I want to start the discussion of. I guess, I guess how would I say of consent. Mm, and does the, no mean no and, and the no. nuances that mm. are with consent and even though you were probably thinking there's really no nuance it's either yes or it's no right yeah there is no nuance for me but then i i have not so I, mine is a little bit more um it's not clean cut mm-hmm. um i am not a person who is 
um, there, my mother was not someone, because I had a mother and a father, but my father was military, so he was gone a lot. And my mother was not a very timid mother. She mm. was like, let me prepare you for this. Right. Because this ain't no joke. So it was two girls and two boys. And so I, I always understood the saying that mothers um, raise their daughters and love their sons. Mm. Right? So what that means is my brothers could stay out past curfew. They could, you know, but girls, you, you had to be in five minutes before curfew. She did not play. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. She was not strict. But there were rules. Right. You followed the rules. You followed the rules, you were good. Mm-hmm. You did not follow the rules, it was going to be a bad day in the house, for real. So, with that, she would always say to us, a drunk woman has no say-so. Right. Meaning, if you are not in control of your environment, a man can do anything he wants to you. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I don't drink to this day. I don't like alcohol. I just don't like not being in control. You could say I'm a control freak. I just do not like being, ah, damn it, somebody took advantage. I don't like that feeling. And I've been with, as a journalist, rape victims who they don't want to talk. And it manifests itself in so many different ways in their lives right. mm-hmm. that you don't know how it has changed people's lives over time where they just can't even be touched by their own children. Right. Because of how it has just wreaked havoc throughout. And so I understood that, realizing that not all men are that way. Right. Great men. There's some terrific men out here. But I have seen what that one mistake has done to women. Now, I've also seen women who have put themselves in some of the worst circumstances. I'm like, really? Because it gets really tough. To feel bad for you when you've constantly set yourself up or when you haven't set yourself up. So I listen to Lapita's story and I listen to Angelina's story. I listen Mm -hmm. to all of these powerful women and powerful women who have lots of money. And you can only imagine how other women who don't have, Mm -hmm. um, no woman should have to go through this. I agree. But no does mean no. And so people say, well, but she said yes in the beginning. And so I was, we were halfway through the act. And it's like, I have not been through that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and consent is consistent. It's continuous. It's it's not just, it's not a finite. That's okay, exactly well, you, right. It starts out yes. So it's yes all the way through. Right. 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 That's exactly right. And so when you're in that situation, unless there's a camera on you and you got a recording and you's like, well, at what point did you say no? When you were sitting in that courtroom and I have seen them, I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. It is the woman who is on trial. Right. It mm-hmm. is the worst feeling for that woman. And I felt it for her where she's like, but I didn't, I said no and I didn't mean, and, and I, it's done. And I do agree that if, if I don't if, ever want to feel that. I agree that if a woman is drunk and you have sex with her, that's definitely sexual assault. Right. But what about when the man and the woman are both drunk? Yeah, yeah. see, what, what and happens, nobody what, has it either. What happens then? And I think overall, with that being added to the fact, that's why every time when we keep talking about these guys every week, which is getting crazy, it's like, I want to let the story progress. Yeah. And that, and that sounds bad, but it's like, okay, this is a famous rapper. This is a famous athlete. Yep. It's that same story every time, and you want to be like, well, as a man, like, if my daughter tell me something, I don't care if 
if it's a lie or not, I'm at, I'm at your You're ass. You're ready to write. But right. it's like, okay, so why were you backstage right. with Nelly again? Right. You know what I mean? Or right. why were you at Ar- right. Ar- Kelly's house? And right. then I think where it becomes even more nuanced is that in application, no one ever goes up to their partner or whoever they're engaging mm-hmm. with and say, do you consent with having sex with me? That's right. They, there, is, there usually is not that conversation of, you want to have sex? That's it, right. It's usually a silent conversation of, Mm-hmm. It's progressing. It, you're kissing. You're feeling. You're, right. and it's like, wait a minute. And then you're like, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. And it's one of those. It's like, whoa, hello. And what, what does wait a minute mean? In those was there a no? It, was there a yeah? It, it feels more like, well, if it's not no, then it's yes. In right. that kind of situation, right? Even though if it's not yes, it's no. Right. But but there has <laughs> right. to be a responsibility on both parties. No mm-hmm. question about it. You can't. A no is not implied. Right. You got to say no. Right. You, if you say so, there. The, the just because women are not as physically strong as men, you don't just get to skate through that just by saying, "Well, I was, I didn't say anything." That's not good. You got to say, gotta what, say no. you got to say no." And I think even where it gets more nuanced is where someone and and, may, and and we won't even just put it on the responsibility of women. Sometimes a at, in the moment, someone feels like. They wanted to have sex, yeah, then, and then immediately after, or maybe a day later, was like, I shouldn't have done that. And yeah, then, well, that's then, too late. And then to them, it does feel like right. But but I will so say, late. in the case of Weinstein, don't invite me over and <laughs> then um, yeah. you know come out in your drawers talking about let's have sex. Right. No. Right. 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 No. That's so the examples that were given in Weinstein's case because I don't know about Mystical and the other. You know, I think they're those are dated or even Cosby. That's enough of. If you're drugging me, yeah, that's a problem. That's, yeah, that's way different. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a problem. Weinstein, if Lupita was like, you know, shoulder rub, she was like, okay, well, let me give you a shoulder rub first. She was like, let me be in control. Because once again, she knew, let me get up out of here. Yeah, yeah. And so she worked it so she was able to get up out of there. But inappropriate. So your gut kicks in saying, Hold up. One of these things is not like the other. Like, I'm not naked and you are. This is not normal. I'm out. It's not going down. This is not. So, yeah, those things, that's wrong. That is across the board offensive. Right. Man. So, we got to, I'm getting the signals. We got to wrap it up. We we can go on for days. We're going to have to have you back. But, uh, so I got this question. Let's bring us something happy. Yeah, let's, (laughs) yeah, let's, let's, let's talk something light real quick. Or depending on how you go with this question. One piece of knowledge, advice, love, mm. whatever it may be that you will leave with the world, what would that be? Oh, my goodness. You know what? One piece of knowledge or love that I would leave with the world would be help me or move out of the way so I can help myself. Ooh. like that. I can vibe with that. I like that. Okay. As right. far as uh, as far as social media and following, how can people connect with you? How can people follow you? You can um, find me on Facebook at Gloria Neal N E A L. Um, Instagram is Neal dot Gloria, and on Twitter, it's um, Honey Hush Glow. Mm. Honey Hush Glow. Honey Hush. Honey Hush merchandise coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, because y'all are gonna help me give birth to that baby. Uh, yes, so I used to have some t-shirts, <laughs> but I'm revamping that. And yes, that is coming very soon. That's happening. Very soon, yes, man. Felt, Thank y'all. I felt the glow. Hey, the dun dun. Let's make some noise, Miss Gloria Neal. Hey.
Life is Dope Podcast. I'm Graffiti. And I'm Brother David. <laughs> we out. <laughs>